Welcome to Spring Life Church's podcast worship service for June 21st, 2020. As many of you know, last week we recorded and uploaded our podcast on Sunday morning. And after evaluating how that went, I realized that our podcast needs to be available earlier on Sunday. And so we are again recording our podcast on Saturday and making it available at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings from here, uh, from here on out. I'd also like to communicate that another baby step toward reopening our facility for worship on Sundays. Uh, last Wednesday, Spring Life's local board met face-to-face for the first time since March 3rd. Yeah, that's a long time ago. We met outside the east entry, and we had our own tables, and it was a very, very meaningful uh, experience for each of us. And for all of us, we, the leadership board of Spring Life Church, we are again asking each of you to pray for us. Please pray for us. As we have begun to seek the Lord first for the right answers, for our congregation regarding re-entry. And please know, our hope is that very soon all of us can return to worship together safely and smartly. Finally, I'd also like to remind you that you are welcome to follow Spring Life on Facebook and to check out our website, springlifechurch.org. On the website, you can make a comment or a prayer request in the prayer request section. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. So please feel free to contact us. And now let's find a pen and paper because, again, copyrighted music cannot be re-recorded and redistributed without special written consent. So at various places, we'll pause our podcast, and I'll, di- I'll direct us where to find the music for our worship. And if you have a second device to search out the music, it will minimize the technical difficulties that may, you may experience. For others of us that have just one device, I'll be sharing the time that we pause our podcast so that you will have an easier time finding the right place to resume. So now let's stand together in the presence of God. Let's stand together. I see you sitting there. We've been doing this for quite a little while now. Come on, let's stand together in the presence of God and let's invite Holy Spirit into this time of worship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your care and your mercy. Father, we thank you that, yes, indeed, we are closer today than we were last week to being able to join together, all of us, for worship here in this place. But again, today, we do thank you for your word, 
For your word reminds us that where two or three are gathered in your name, even here in this virtual gathering, that you, Emmanuel, are God with us. So come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome to fill our hearts and fill our lives as we worship Jesus. And Holy Spirit, please remind us just how much you love us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'd like to begin by singing another great hymn of the faith. It's entitled, O God, Our Help in Ages Past. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. Under the shadow of thy throne, thy saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is thine arm alone, and our defense is sure. Before the hills in order stood, uh, o'er earth received her frame. From everlasting you are God, to endless years the same. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be thou our guard while life shall last, and our eternal home. I'd like to begin by reminding us again today, as we had for many months now, that God, He really is. He's amazing love all the time god is present all the time god is waiting for us all the time and he longs to meet our every need right where we are in the middle of it but sometimes in the suddenness of life and those life-altering experiences, we lose focus. Our eyes leave God. And our focus becomes, how can we regain control in the middle of the chaos? How can we gain, regain control? For me as a pastor, it has been difficult navigating through the last three months. But not for reasons you might think. For you see, if, if it had just been my family 
and me. The last three months would not have been so bad. But as a minister, even a minister of a smaller church like Spring Life, I have needed to walk through this with the people that I love. And each one has been walking through this at a different pace. And it's not just the virus. Each person has seen the video of the horrendous treatment of George Floyd. And each one of us is processing through the racial unrest in different ways because of our individual history and where we've come from. It would have been incredibly easier if I was not a pastor of a church. And yet here I stand. And God has called me. And I love the call of God. And I love this people. And I love this place. And I love being here for such a time as this. God has placed me here. And God is working for my good and for my family's good. And for the family and the friends of Spring Life for our good. And for the people of the greater Ben Wellman community for our good. It has been difficult for both my wife and I. But I want to testify today that amazing love He has broken through in both our lives in the last week. In a little while, my wife Tammy is also going to testify about how amazing love has proven Himself to be more than enough for what we need. I've shared many times over the years of being the pastor here at Spring Life that as I dig into Scripture and begin putting together a message for each Sunday, I have shared that I get it first, that God speaks to me first. And in the case of last Sunday, boy, did the Lord speak. And better than a week later, I still have a bruise on my forehead from when Holy Spirit thumped me on the head. And in speaking with one of my mentors, Reverend Paul Wilson, about that message, he shared a quote from George Mueller that I'd like to share with you. George Mueller said, The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. I needed to be reminded of this. I needed to be reminded to seek Christ first. 
to seek first his kingdom. To seek first his righteousness. And that when I do and when we do, all of these other things will become clear to us. Yes, amen. Jesus Christ truly is more than enough for me. Jesus Christ truly is more than enough for you. More than enough for each of us right where we are in the middle of it. Before my wife shares her testimony, I would like us to take our pen and write two words. Enough, Chris. Enough, Chris. And let's pause our podcast and let's search these two words, Enough, Chris. And let's worship the Lord and then let's return to our podcast. The time on our podcast is 13 minutes and 30 seconds. This is entitled, Seeking Answers, and the scripture comes from Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is a psalm of David when he was overwhelmed by the weight of the world. Let's begin with verses 1 through 9. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. In my anguish, I cried to the Lord, and he answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me, he is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Have you ever come to a gift-giving season made a budget with the intention of buying special gifts, but then, due to a lack of time and energy, you purchase something without much thought because buying gifts is what you're supposed to do. We've all been there, stressed to get things done without the time to process as we would like. It feels empty, especially when the gift feels like a token and not a treasure. What we would like to do is take the time to think of the person. What do they like? What would mean something? What would be a gift, not an obligation? Something that would show them that they are known and thought of, seen. We've received those gifts, a toy model tractor, a picture of something personal or meaningful to let us know that we are loved and valued. What about God? Do we take action to be a gift to God? Doing good works, but doing them out of obligation? Is that a gift of love and knowing what he would like? How, how he could be acknowledged as important to us? When we think of gifts 
from God our Father? Do we know they come from his love for us? He knows our hearts. And how about the gifts and talents he's given us? Do we know that God looked at us and thought of giving us talents we might enjoy? Do we know it brings him joy to see us using our gifts and talents? We know good gifts are meaningful to both the gift giver and the gift receiver. I don't know about you, but these days of pandemic and unrest have gotten me down. I have experienced a range of emotions, fear of the unknown or the virus, grief over missed celebrations and events, even loneliness while still living in a house full of people, and I have found myself to be sad. Maybe you have too. Ecclesiastes 7.3 in the New Living Translation says, Sorrow is better than laughter, for sadness has a refining influence on us. In that sadness, to be refined, I need to slow my thoughts down. Lord, help me. Lord, help us to slow down in search of your heart. To seek the heart of the Father who gives good gifts because he doesn't make mistakes. The heart of the Father gives good gifts even when we can't see it. He loves me. He loves you. He sees me. He sees you. Right where we are, he is working for our good. He is drawing us to his love. Seek the Father who loves us, sees us, draws us to him because we give him the gift of our, when we give him the gift of our time, he always has time for us. When we give him the gift of an open heart, he always meets us there. The other day I was particularly discouraged and wondering what is going on and what the future holds. My soul was downcast. I've married off my daughters. The nest is empty. Oh, they still need their mom, but they need to cleave to their husbands. I was wondering what good my talents are and what potential I have for the future. When I look at the state of our world, our country, our state, our community, or when I look at Christ's church, a body of Christians who are trying to love or trying to shout, it can be overwhelming. And then, and then I remember God and his love. I seek him and his relationship with me. I take time to welcome God into my day, my heart, my thoughts. I journal. I read his word. I feel conviction about the lack of fruit I am producing. I see that what's coming from me is not joy, peace, patience, or kindness. Then I repent. I lament. I listen. I listen with my heart. Silence. Peace. Then I listen to Christian music on Spotify. I hear Michael W. Smith singing Waymaker, and the words strike me. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And then the old hymn, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning in thee. 
Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. And I love the singer Lauren Daigle. One of her songs asks, What have I done to deserve a love like this? And then I draw a line in my journal and start from birth to now, marking events that my loving father orchestrated, like my family of origin and heritage, and wonderful friends he's given me over the years to help me get through rough times. Yes, he is faithful. Yes, he is good. Yes, he has given me good gifts. He loves me. He sees me. Then I walk into the kitchen. There it is, a perfect little fresh-cut rose. The variety is pink peace. That first rose of the season never fails to bloom on June 11th. That little rose bush, which has been transplanted and doesn't get the attention it probably should, it never fails to provide a reminder every year on the anniversary of my father-in-law's death. That was a devastating blow to our family. We marked time before that day and after that day. That time pushed me so hard to my knees that the valley of death had my face in the carpet claiming Psalm 118.13, which reads, I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. And he did. And when I see that rose, especially this year, with all of my questioning and all of the world's craziness, I'm reminded that my Heavenly Father loves me. He sees me. He loves us. He sees us right where we are, where all of us are. Beginning at Psalm 118.13 to the end of the chapter, we see David's response to being overwhelmed by the world and enemies, but, he, but then he concludes this way, starting with verse 13. I was pushed back and about to fall, but God helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Then on to verse 28. You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. God doesn't make mistakes and then leave us to clean them up. He draws us into his love, and his presence says, I love you. Just look at my gifts. I know you. I am working all things together for good. I will see you through this too. Because God has a plan from beginning to end. He is God. He is a good God. And he is good at being God. He is our loving Father who sent his Son. 
his only son, to be a sacrifice and make the way to heaven. And he gave us the Holy Spirit to be our counselor while we are here on earth. We're not left alone to get through this world. He is our loving Father who gives good gifts. So as an encouragement to you today, know that our Heavenly Father loves us unconditionally and loves us more than we will ever realize this side of heaven. He desires to spend time with you, sit with you, love on you, restore your soul, refresh your strength, remind you that he is working all things together. I heard a quote this week that meant a lot. James Bryan Smith states, I am one in whom Christ dwells and delights. I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. The kingdom, is, the kingdom is not in trouble, and neither am I. So seek his love and presence for answers today. God is in control, and he loves us. And now let's close in praying through James 1, 16 through 18. Lord, don't let us be deceived. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. I'd like to close by encouraging you to listen to Lauren Daigle's song, Remember. Lauren Daigle's last name is spelled D-A-I-G-L-E. Find the song, Remember, and it may help to choose the version with Lauren's picture that's entitled, Remember, Lyric Video, Lauren Daigle. He is a faithful God that gives answers as we seek him. May we remember to turn to him first. Thank you, and happy, happy Father's Day. <laughs>